This is Money, Motivation, and Mike, and I am your host, Michael Wainwright. In charge of all the controls, as always, is Jason Wright. And hello to you, world. This is the show that will change your life. As always, you can find us at mx3.vip. You can email us at info at mx3.vip. And of course, now you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at mx3podcast. Once again, thank you for being with us today and another fantastic show that we have on tap for you. Over the last couple episodes, we've been talking about income taxes as it is tax time. Uh, the last couple of weeks, we've talked about some of the statistics of what, what goes on in the uh, audit process, what goes on with who needs to file, when they need to file, and some of the things that go along with uh, filing, filing your tax return. Now, real quickly, let's talk about some of the taxpayers who aren't considered required to file, to be filing. So I want to go over that and why you would want to file even though you're not required to file. Uh, number one is because on your W-2 in box two, you had federal income tax taken out. So you may have only made $2,500 and you may be getting claimed as a dependent on someone else's tax return. But if you file that tax return, you have enough deductions in your standard deduction, let's say of single, to get back everything in your number two box on your W-2. So make sure that you're checking your W-2s to see if you have withholding, even though you think you may not need to file and you probably don't, but you do if you have withholdings in your box number two. Also earned income tax, earned income tax credits. You have children that qualify you for earned income tax credit, the child tax credits, or even the American Opportunity Tax Credit. Any of these things that uh, you do not think that you need to be filing a tax turn, but you really do with children and the tax credits that come along with having a, an infant or child dependent, make sure that you're in the middle of all that and making sure that you're qualified. And if you need help, then you need to seek that help. Also, child and dependent care credits. They come along as well and can help you lower your tax burden along the way, whether you do or you don't have to file or are required to file a tax return. A couple of mis, uh, misunderstandings with tax brackets, tax brackets in general. And of course, you know, Money Motivation and Mike, we're always trying to bring things to you that we feel are unique, things that you hear. Your uh, Everybody's favorite brother-in-law, as I always say, knows a little bit about everything and starting with uh, income tax returns. But tax brackets are a confusing thing for people. And I'm just going to go ahead and start with the single tax bracket. And what I mean by that is when you make $10,275 or less, and this is for the 2022 tax bracket season, you make $10,275 or less, your taxable income is that amount. Your tax rate is 10%, okay? It is a stair step. So when you go above $10,275, and in this particular case, as a single individual, the monies that you make that are taxable between $10,275 to $41,775 is then taxed at 12%, okay? So your whole amount is not taxed at 12%. The first $10,275 that is taxable is taxed at 10%. The remainder of the monies up to $41,775 is taxed at 12%. So it is a stair step. 
So let's just say you made $15,275. So the first $10,275 is taxed at 10, and the next $5,000 is taxed at 12. So please be aware that when I move into another tax bracket, that's not taking all of my income into the next tax bracket. It's just taxing me on whatever income falls within the parameters of the tax bracket that I'm falling into. Now, right now, as a single individual, and and also uh, all of our all of our tax brackets, single, married, married, filing jointly, head of household, all of the tax brackets, we have seven tax brackets right now: ten percent, twelve percent. 22%, 24, 32, 35, and 37. All right, that goes all the way up for a single individual to $539,900. So what that means, if you make more than $539,900, you go to the 37% tax bracket, but it's only the amounts above the $539,900. Not all the other monies below it get taxed at 37. They get taxed at the tax brackets that they fall into. And an example of that, if your money's, you're making a half million dollars, the money's between uh, $170,050 and $215,950 is taxed at 32%. But only those monies in that $45,000 range, if you will. You need to go to irs.gov, pull up tax brackets and tax rates so that you can see exactly what I'm talking about, and also go out there and get your 2023 tax rates so that you know what tax bracket you're falling into, the income with you and your spouse, if they're stacked on top of each other, the fact that maybe you have two W-2s coming in, even though you're a single individual, go out and find out what your situation is. Of course, you can always email us here at Money Motivation and Mike at info at mx3.vip, and we can help you with those answers as well. The married filing jointly, uh, covered single and the married filing jointly, is basically the single tax brackets doubled. So 10275 for a single individual, 20550 for a married filing jointly couple, and so forth and so on. Now, when you get up to the higher end tax bracket, and let's just say the 37% tax bracket, where I told you, a single individual has to make 539900 Married filing jointly only has to make 647850 So these tax brackets don't always double. Actually, they do except for the last one. The last tax bracket is the only one that, that does not double and give you a little bit more relief. Uh, so just remember this, whenever you're trying to figure up your income, you get a, you get a raise, you get a promotion, you're going up the, uh, the, the food chain ladder. You need to make sure that you realize where you're at and how that affects your bottom line at the end of the year. Understand tax brackets stand on their own. They do not consume all of the income that you make throughout the year. So make sure that you realize where you are. And you may not even be going into another tax bracket until the month of December. That's the one that puts you over. And it's only that income that you make above that tax bracket. Now, a couple of things that you also need to know if you're trying to file your taxes on your own, which of course at MW Wright and Company, we prefer that you don't and we recommend that you don't. You find a tax professional. But if you feel that you um, can prepare your taxes on your own, you also can go to the IRS website. It's called IRS Free File. And it'll guide you through tax preparation. Now, your adjusted gross income has to be 73000 or less to be able to do that 
on the IRS website. So 73000 or less, you can go to the IRS website and you can file your taxes at irs.gov. Now, when you are looking for a tax professional, what is it that I need to be looking for? Now, obviously, we've been in business now, uh, starting our 33rd tax season. We've been doing it for a long time. We've been doing it for a long time in the same city, which I think it brings a lot of credibility to our business uh, that we may have halfway decently know what we're doing. Uh, but, you know, you still need to be looking for a tax professional. And we have a listing audience uh, all over, well, not only all over the United States, but in several, several countries that are now listeners of Money, Motivation, and Mike, and we're very, very happy about that. But when choosing a tax professional, a tax preparer, you need to look for a preparer who's available year-round, not a tax season tax preparer. When you have when you have questions in August, when you have questions in November, when you're ready to maybe pre-plan for what's coming up in the next year, when you receive a an, an unfortunate IRS love letter in the mail that you need to address, you need to make sure your tax preparer is around. I'm big time in favor that you should be doing business with a preparer that's in business year round and not just a seasonal tax season uh, uh, preparer. Uh, ask about the service fees. Always know what you are getting into whenever you go and get your tax returns uh, prepared by a professional. Know up in advance uh, a roundabout number. And a tax professional, a good tax professional, can look at what you have and give you an estimate of what it's going to cost to prepare those taxes. And make sure that you are doing business with a preparer that offers e-file, IRS e-file. Now, the reason I point this out is because if your preparer offers IRS e-file, then they have went through an extensive background check to be able to do business with the Internal Revenue Service. And that in itself, in my opinion, gives credibility to the tax professional. So IRS e-file. You're always interested in making sure that the preparer is provide, looking at the books and the records and the receipts that you provide to them, uh, the proper documents to prepare your tax return. You always want to make sure that you are giving those documents and the preparer is seeing the importance of receiving those documents. Now, never sign a blank or incomplete return. You know, lots of times they'll throw an e-file sheet in front of you. Just sign this and we'll e-file your taxes whenever we get them prepared. That is not the way you file a tax return. You need to make sure you review your taxes, look them over, ask questions if you see something uh, out of the ordinary before you sign your tax return. Because once you sign that this is uh, uh, what I want to submit to the Internal Revenue Service, it's going to be put on file. And once you sign that paper, you're telling your preparer who is licensed before the Internal Revenue Service to do e-file that they can go ahead and do that. So make sure that you're you're, you're taking care of those things. And, and, you know, make sure the best way to get back a refund the fastest is to make sure that your refund goes into a checking account. Now, a lot of people still get a check uh, check by uh, mail, but the fastest way and the simplest way is to go directly uh, into your checking account. A lot of people don't want to give up their checking account information. I totally understand that. Uh, the the system between uh, the approved IRS softwares, the tax preparer softwares, and the IRS website is extremely, extremely secure. Uh, we've never had a problem with that in our going on now 33 years of business, uh, but you need to, that, that's the fastest way to get it back. 
But you also need to make sure that before you sign, if you do go with a direct deposit, you need to check those routing numbers. You need to check those bank numbers because if one digit's off, maybe you gave a wrong number or maybe the preparer transposed the number. It takes a whole lot of effort and a whole lot of time and a lot of patience on your part to be able to get that refund back uh, at a later date. And it's going to take some time to get it back because they just don't go cancel that and send you a new check like somebody else that you may do business with in your local neighborhood uh, whenever a check gets lost, et cetera, or something along those lines. Now, one of the emails that I received, and I'm changing, I'm changing here to a topic that has really come up over the last couple of years. And frankly, here we are in the middle of March, and my office has already dealt with it several, several times. And, and it has to do with the residential energy credits. There are, I wouldn't say lots, but there, there, there is a number of people now who are starting to put solar on their roofs for solar panels to reduce that, uh, that energy bill uh, and, and, and everything that comes along with that. And yes, you do get a credit. It's called the residential energy credit, and you file that on Form 5695, and then it, then it flows on over and eventually comes in as a credit on your 1040 tax return. Just a little bit here on some information as far as who may take. You may be able to take the credit if you made energy savings improvements to your home, which is located in the United States in the year 2022. Okay. There's several things that fall along with um, the energy credit, uh, you know, solar water heaters, uh, small wind, electric properties, geometrical, geothermal heat pumps. There's uh, fuel cells, et cetera. But the big one that really those who qualify for this credit come along is the um, solar panels. Okay. I have an example um, in, in front of me right now of a tax turn that I dealt with just uh, this week. And understand when you go, and, and I'm not saying that the folks who sell energy panels are trying to pull a fast one on you. What I'm saying is, is that it appears that they don't have all the information. They don't have all the proper information to assess what your savings is actually going to be. But they do give out what I consider to be tax advice. And when you do actually prepare your taxes, what you were told last May, last August, doesn't necessarily convert into what goes on your tax return when you file it. And this is what I mean. In this particular example, the taxpayer paid $88,345 for solar panels. Okay, right now, the credit is you get a credit of 30% of what you spend on solar electric property costs. And in this particular case, we're talking about solar panels. So 88345 times 30% is $26,504. They do those calculations for you right there at their desk when you're getting ready to sign on the dotted line. And as a matter of fact, with some of the folks that have been, the, that we prepared their tax returns, it appears that they have uh, delayed some payments to those solar panels to pay for those based on when they get their money back on their refund from their tax return. Unfortunately, they're not getting that refund back and they still owe that money. So $26,504 is what this particular individual 
is is due to get back as a credit on the solar uh, energy credits, the residential energy credits. But the problem is it's a credit against the tax that you owe. It's not a credit that you get, for example, like child tax credits, et cetera. It's not an earned income credit. Those are considered payments and you get your payments back. That Those kind of things are, are just like uh, the money that's withheld on your W-2 or your 1099 or you made estimated tax payments. Earned income credit, child tax credit, uh, uh, education credits, those are considered payments. Energy credits are considered a credit that comes off the tax that you owe. So if you only have $10,000 worth of tax that you owe, you only get to use $10,000 worth of the residual energy credit. Make sure you understand that. And I even had an example this year to where there was a family of four. Income was middle of the road. They're blue-collar workers, couple of kids. And after all their deductions, their, their total tax was less than $1,000. And they had $15,000 worth of energy credits. And you have already done the math and figured out that they only got to use $500, you know, roundabout numbers of what they actually got to rot off on their taxes. Now, you don't lose that credit. It carries forward over and over and over again. But you can see with a, uh, an income that is, is not that strong, more of a, a moderate income, and, the, and, and you have small children, which allows you to get the child tax credits and the earned income credits, et cetera, your energy residual credit is not going to be what you think it's going to be. And people are very aggravated. They frankly tell us that we, we may not know what we're talking about. Well, actually, they do tell us we don't know what we're talking about. Then we have to pull it out here and we have to show them. And then when it hits them in the brain that they have been told some information that's not totally accurate and true, they are very, very mad. Uh, so you need to be aware of the fact that when you are dealing with residual energy credits, understand the reason you're doing it. And most people are doing it for the lowering of their electricity bill, as I understand. I do not have solar panels, but those who do say they're doing it for their their electricity bill to go down. And one of the deciding factors of why they are doing it is because they're going to get back 30% of the cost of those panels on their tax return. And that's just not the case in most situations. So if you spend $88,345 on solar energy panels and you were getting a $26,504 credit, which is 30% of that amount, then that means you would have to owe at least $26,504 in tax for that whole amount to be applied to your tax return. Just understand that, that you only can use what your tax bill is up to the amount of your energy credit. Now, somebody owes, somebody's tax bill is thirty-five grand. And they have a $26,000 energy credit, fantastic shape. But most, and I don't know if the number is 80%, you know how much we love 80-20, but in most cases, the residential energy credits do not come into play 100% in the actual tax year where the solar panels are bought. 
Just a tidbit there. We've got an email on that. We've had lots of several of those situations come through our office, and I spent a lot of time explaining what they were not explained whenever they bought the solar panels. As always, you can find us at mx3.vip, and you now can find us at youtube.com forward slash at mx3podcast. We thank you so much for everything that you do, the the comments, the questions, uh, the major, major support that we continue to receive on a weekly basis, frankly, on a daily basis, because a lot of people don't just listen on Monday. Our big time listeners can't wait for the episode to be released. People listen to our show all week and people go back and they listen to previous podcasts and we get we get emails wanting to know, hey, what about what episode should I be looking for? Because all of our episodes are named. What episode should I be uh, looking forward to where, where this topic was covered? So make sure that you're always asking those questions. If you can't, uh, if you can't find out, you can email myself or Jason because we both are involved in the info at mx3.vip email address. And we just certainly appreciate everything that you do. Your support is fantastic. It is heartfelt. And we will continue to try to bring you the best that we possibly can of everything that we know about. For Money Motivation and Mike, Jason, myself, until next time, live your life the right way.